Have you always wanted to start your own business? Do you have an innovative idea or an invention, but just don't know how to turn it into a company? Are you already in business and need some help growing? The BRF's Entrepreneurial Accelerator Program can help. At EAP, we work alongside you, helping you with things like financial modeling, funding strategy, pitch preparation, and marketing strategy. So what are you waiting for? Go to EAPLA.com today and set up a time to talk with our team. Let EAP help you launch or grow your business in North Louisiana today. Welcome back to On the Cusp. I got my co-host Matt Snyder with me here. But today we've got Dr. John George, the president and CEO of the BRF. And I just got to jump right into the big question, John. You had the idea for EAP and the accelerator. You're a serial entrepreneur. You're a serial investor. What, what made you really say, hey, we got to do this thing? Well, let's see. That was around, when did you come? When, 2014. 2014. So we, I took over the BRF about 2012 to get ready for the hospital transition. And um, being on the LSU Board of Supervisors, I had watched sort of a lackluster help of, of communities towards LSU. And so I always thought that um, it was the community's problem that we weren't giving LSU enough help to get launch some of their, um, you know, science research into products, which they call translational medicine. And so when I got here, um, and as you know, I hired you to come back from Washington to run it. We had set up the CIC um, uh, at Barksdale Ford to recruit companies to come into to Shreveport. And so, you know, that also was on my mind how, um, you know, we, we put that together and you were involved in that from, from being in Washington. And so it was an opportunity to set up something, something similar for LSU. And so the original idea and, uh, was to set this up for uh, you know, an accelerator for LSU because I didn't think they had enough support. And we did that. It was at a time in LSU's history where research had fallen off and we weren't seeing the, the uh, companies come out of LSU like we had thought. And so we uh, brainstormed. We had Alvarez and Marsal right. in here. We had you in here. And we said, look, we need to open this up to all We had all the comers. IC Square guys. IC you know, Square. we reached out all the way to the University of Texas right. to say, hey, how do yeah. you do this? John, John Sibley Butler was great. Yeah. I mean, he, was, he was. gave us a lot of excitement and a lot of positive energy to, to take on this challenge. And, uh, you know, when we did it, and it just became obvious that there was pent-up demand. And so, you know, uh, like we were talking earlier that, you know, it was a wild-ass guess on could we start 10 a year? Because not only did we have to give them the support, we had to go find them the money. And so the money really drives a lot of this. And so, you know, luckily the community came through with investors that were interested in investing if we helped them do the due diligence and got these companies prepared to to launch and right. so and um, that's really when we came in and said look it it can't be just medical or biomedical 
okay? If we're going to be successful, we're going to entertain anybody that walks through the door, any technology. Well, that we, leads to my kind of question because, like, you know I like the culture, the fun stuff, and I think the technology stuff's awesome and that's great and what happens in labs is wonderful and hopefully I'll live longer because of it. But I care about these gaps in our community in the years. When I look back where restaurants, retail stores, all kinds of businesses that people interact with on a daily basis, I see gaps of years where there wasn't a lot of people coming back to open those, run those, and stay here in this community. I see people that just left and never brought the ideas that they went to enjoy back to Shreveport. And then I see some time periods where, for whatever reason, there was an influx of that, and you see kind of a boom. And then I, I think we're in a valley right now where there's not a ton of it happening again. Why do those valleys happen? What can we do to prevent them? Well, I think we're, we're doing it. Y'all are doing it. I mean, you know, uh, look, I give y'all all the credit, you know, uh, you know, that we have, you know, we put an idea out there, Dave, you grabbed it, you took scribble on a whiteboard. I still you, got that drawing. You, yeah. And you turned it into support for the community entrepreneurs that wanted to try. And so what we find is entrepreneurs don't always have all the tools. And so they need support for all the tools and especially finance. Finance seems to be a trip in, a trip up for all entrepreneurs. And I totally agree with you. I mean, I, I laugh, you know, about, you know, the quality of life issues and the job issue. And, and I, you know, I started life care with a, a, a group of people and I also started the, or I, I reinvigorated the, the air show between 1999 and 2000 and when we won the Dick Schramm Award and we brought that up, um, you know, I thought to a pretty high level, leveraging the Air Force Base and their assets. Yeah. And we brought in, we raised another, you know, about two to three hundred thousand dollars a year to help bring that air show to make it a you know to give the air force enough money to bring in civilian acts. So I, I completely agree. That's why I love you on. because you're one of those guys that see both sides. And I we always argue, and Dave and I, it's fun to go back and forth. But what I really believe, in, and I think you do too, is the model of both, where you see so these cities like Austin and Miami. They got all the culture and that you can handle, but they got all the tech and all the development and all the jobs you can handle as well. Yeah, Charleston's a, another great yeah. example. It's a real tough issue, you know. If you're a conservative person and you have that side of your brain that's conservative, you want to make the money happen first and the people here, and then bring the entertainment on. And if you're, if you're, I don't more, even think you can make that kind of money if you're not eating nice steaks and drinking good wines. <laughs> you know, like that. I mean, that so, it, but it takes a person. So, and you know this, it takes a different kind of person to take those kind of risks to believe that you have those kind of numbers that you can, you know, because it's all about the numbers, right? I mean, right. You, you, you do crawfest, you got to have a, the numbers got to come in to, for the thing to work, and so it's really a balancing act. And and I I don't know the answer to it. I think you just got to muddle your way through it. I know that what Dave does is probably one of the hardest things I've ever done in my life is sell Shreveport when you don't have that culture. 
but we're doing it a little bit. And I mean, you see NLAP bringing somebody in. Right. We've ha we've started 70 companies now, 70 yeah. plus companies. 70 plus. And I'm very proud of the Shreveport food scene of where it's gotten. There is mm -hmm. plenty of places for you to bring an outside high income earner, cultured person into town and take them out and show them a night that will resemble where they would go in their hometown. Yeah. I, I don't feel like that's always the case as I was growing up. So, yeah. I mean, maybe a spot or two, but we but were in our own bubble. The restaurant business is tough, you know, yeah. and, the, and the festival business is tough. And it's, you know, we don't have enough hotel space to even, if we have a big festival to even fill up. We don't have the air, airplane traffic to bring them in. If you brought in, if you had a huge convention here we can only get about 2,000 souls on airplanes in in a, right. in a limited amount of time and so all that takes a lot of energy to build and so you kind of got to do it gradually and then you know at some point in time in the future uh, I wish it was you know while I was around we would see you know one of these things take off and you would see the airlines put another flight in here to right. get more people you'd see another hotel getting built you'd see a, a new festival getting started you'd see another thousand person job yeah. get here but for people to understand how that ecosystem gets here they're always in their silos running in their silo right. and so it really you know i think here at the brf we we are good about seeing the ecosystem and you you guys do a great job on this podcast i mean y'all got 10,000 people views or more maybe yeah. now and uh, you've done 70 of these or something and I so we're up we're getting we're over 40 and, 40 yes. different and so podcasts. when we go out we you know I've not I have not watched them all but I've watched a good many when we go yeah, out either. and we're recruiting, well, it's <laughs> difficult. It takes, I mean, it'll take you forever. It takes, it time. takes time, I mean, right? Yeah. You, you kind of stick with the one you kind of think you're going to like. But what it does for us when we're out recruiting and somebody says, what's going on in Shreveport? We can pull up one of these things and send it to them. So you don't even realize how much you're helping us with economic development just by doing this podcast. Cool. And the Committee on 100 is doing it. And um, the YMCA is doing YMCA. it. And so, you know, you go, well, why? Everybody's just recreating the thing. But they, they pick up on different parts of our community. And Ryan, now we can, we can pull these things and mix and match. And it really helps us sell the people part of Shreveport because I can tell you it's not about the buildings it's about the people and if the people you know can get a feel if you yeah. can get a one-on-one -on -one site yeah. visit and even Justin will tell you that you catch them and you bring them here and you give them a little flavor of the people build a relationship build with a relationship them. that's what's shifting what's shifting to me and y'all are a huge leader in this is changing people that tell you you can't do that in Shreveport right. to having a large amount of people saying, heck yeah, we can do that in Shreveport, let's do it. Yeah. A lot and that is changing. That is shifting. I can feel that shift. I have friends who I love, and they always start with telling you why it doesn't work. And that used to be the popular way to talk about ideas yeah. in Shreveport. I can watch that becoming less popular at different tables. And that's encouraging to me. Well, we have a great lot of great leadership in the community right now. They're younger.
what they envision is, is, is a great goals. And so I think you're going to start seeing this more and more and more. And people are seeing that we can get these things done. I mean, we, we did recruit, Justin did recruit. And, you know, we had three site visits at the BRF last week or last couple yeah, of weeks. Right. And so we have a lot of stuff going on. And, you know, I don't mind talking. Yeah. I mean, we have 10 deals working at the port. Um, you got another 10 companies that you're starting that you've started this year. That's so we, we, our end of the year at the BRFs in, in September, and we did that when we took over the hospital and ran the hospital, we had to match up with theirs because they were the gorilla and we were the mouse. And, um, and so we've kept that. And so it's a weird end of the year, but Dave sees 150 companies at least to get 10 funded. And so we've done 10 a year for eight years now. Nine years. Nine years. And so in the first, and then we had COVID and we had the first year was, was you know, we, we were just getting started. So it's about 10 a year and we kind of thumbnailed that and it's worked out. And it I, I mean, it's like, you know, how did that happen? I don't know. And so we've uh, had enough to do that. We So we, we got 10 companies coming uh, starting this year. We have 10 recruited companies that are, that are looking to relocate to Shreveport. And we've had at least five site visits out of those 10 that are, are, you know, we're in the last, you know, group that they're looking at. I'm sure there are other cities they're looking at. And so, and we have, you know, this BIA project that I could go oh, yeah. on and talk. That's a whole that, thing. That's a whole, we're, right. we're saving Anna and BIA, yeah. you know, for the right time, but that's well, a, a that, game changer. A, but that's where we're always at. We're always trying to bring all these things forward and hit that tipping point to where no longer are we talking about the negative things or the difficulty of doing things in Shreveport, Bossier. Yeah. It's all about, yeah, we can do this. The difference to y'all, and I'm, I want to say this while we're being recorded, the difference to me to you is you're still fighting for the big jobs, for the big manufacturing deals, whatever. But also, Dave, the one that really sticks out in my brain is Louder. Oh, yeah. Louder Bakery. Everybody around town knew them, was visiting with them, were like wanting to cheer for them, but were napkinning this deal going, how are you gonna make money baking bread and king cakes in Shreveport, Louisiana? And that business is now a cultural pillar of our community and I think your being here and being available to them helped make that happen. Oh. Well, thanks. You know what other people are doing. Know, when he brought that to me, you know, it wasn't the king cakes that sold me. I had no idea. We didn't buy our bread here. Yeah. We shipped all, all our restaurants yeah, all were shipping bread yeah. from New Orleans and Dallas and I go, that's not right. Yeah. You know, we need to have our own bakery here yeah. at least. And now they've got their own manufacturing facility yeah. here in Shreveport. Yeah, I think that is the bread. difference in all They're, the other economic development arms that I see. Everybody wants the big jobs. But the jobs like that, Billy Hargrove that we talked yeah. to back, that's 100 jobs. I mean, a lot of the people we well, talking to the thing you got to remember is there was a time in Shreveport, you know, when you weren't considered a big company unless you had a thousand employees. Yeah. Okay. There aren't a lot of a thousand employee companies left around. Okay. A big company to us in Shreveport is 150. You, yeah. you got 150 employees in your company. You're a big fish here. People say all the time, what in the heck are y'all doing? And we go, I go, 
We're diversifying the economy. Hopefully in 10 years, we have 100 small companies that we help start. We're hoping 10 of those make it. That's our goal. And so if they make it, they're going to stick because they're not giants and they're not going to move and they're going to stay and they're, they have roots here. They're anchored here. to this right. community. So we have, we want the big companies and I think NLEP does a great job, but we also want these companies to diversify. Yeah. Our mission statement since 1989 is grow and diversify our economy and that's exactly why we're doing it and that's why we look kind of eclectic, but I think we're doing a good job yep. and y'all are a great testament to it. Well, I, I'll tell you, Julie Gilley says says it best when, when we're talking to people. And that is, the great thing about the BRF is you never know what's next, okay? <laughs> yeah, it might be a bakery, okay? It might be via energy, all right? And it's huge. And every day it's something different, but we look at every one of them as an opportunity and it's hard work making them real. And look, this is a regional play. You know, we, you know, hopefully, I don't know, can I say Chase and Aces? I you mean, can say Chase. Yeah. So Chase and Aces, you know, hopefully we'll, in the next month or two, we'll announce that. And they're in Bossier. I'm working on two deals in Ruston right now. DeSoto Parish is always coming up on the board. And all of that helps our economy. And so, you know, I would even like to go into East Texas if we could, but, you know, that's yeah. a hard one. We've always looked, up, yeah. looked at the, the MSA yeah. and yeah. What, what is our real MSA. We, we think it's different than what the feds say it is. All right. I'll tell you, the proof of that is, is my shopping event tinsel at the holidays. I had 500 women last time at that thing, and I want to say 250 of them were from Texas. But this is how it works. You know, they're putting the, the uh, plain deal and they're putting the lumber company yep. up there. Didn't I was just in a meeting this morning and the Bozier guys were telling me that, um, Butch Ford, that, you know, they're going to be running uh, fiber out there because they have to have broadband, you know, for them. And it's going to help all of, oh, yeah. yes. you know, plain dealing, you know, schools, the kids that if we ever yeah. have to do from school, homeschooling again and all that stuff. And that's an ecosystem. I mean, those little things or how you build these things to, you know, finally eventually get to where you want all your, you know, quality of life stuff and you want all your business stuff, it's going to work. Yeah. And I'm, I'm looking forward to it. I, hey, it's working. And and Shreveport, people talk about their little pockets. There are, there are plenty of places in Shreveport right now that it's you can see it working. Oh, definitely. And that's a great place to end because we're at time. And Dr. George, thank you. Well, thank for you for inviting me. I was wondering if I was ever going to get well, you've on. You've always been yeah, on the I'm list. I'm going to wait for 100 to get me on. <laughs> <laughs> I ask for you every week. Yeah. Thank you, Dave. Thanks. Thank you, bud.